Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. All righty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you very, very, very much for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg. You have reached Habit to Goals. And yes, it's another tweener episode. And I keep forgetting to, <laughs> to tell you to make sure to stay subscribed. Subscribeify. And the reason is we do have a season nine coming along and a few other very exciting projects that are going to add immense value to your life. I can't wait to share. So stay subscribed. All right. <laughs> this is hilarious. This is called Habit Strength Damn It. Pardon my French. Habit strength, damn it. And habit strength is one word over here in the habit factor realm. Um, I thought 10-ish years ago was important to actually, along with the habit factor, trademark that. Because habit strength is... Well, it's two things, <laughs> at least. One, it's incredibly important. And I don't know, dare I say 95, 99% of people don't, and that's okay. They don't necessarily understand why it's important. Um, and the other thing is that <laughs> in the professional realm, I'm using air quotes, uh, a lot of behavioral scientists complicate the crap out of the idea, and it's actually two words, um, not that that matters a whole lot, but if you were to go look up, and I think I can do this right now as I'm chatting to you, habit, strength, and I talk about this course in The Habit Factor. And stay with me here, friends. This is important. Actually, he's not showing up. Um, I want to pull up this guy's name. The guy. There it is. Clark Hall. I just... Couldn't remember if Clark was at the beginning. So this guy's semi-legendary, and he did a lot of early work on habit strength. Again, two words. And it was kind of funny to me, a very complicated formula that he developed, which I'm now looking for. Uh, in his book, Principles of Behavior, he developed the following formula s strength of the habit <laughs> i can't even do this right now so it's ridiculous i i cannot there's no way i can visually talk you through these formulas just look it up clark l hall 
habit strength. So where am I going with this? First of all, you've heard me just like bang the drum. Uh, speaking of behavioral scientists, they trip over themselves. And I know so many of them listen to the show. And I'm a fan of doctors. I'm a fan of scientists. I'm not bashing anyone. Um, what I'm doing is making a general comment and, and an observation. And I know some people are going to get pissed and offended. But here's the general comment you've heard me say over and over. I mean, there are episodes about this habit and skill, habit and skill. So when I say habit strength, damn it. <laughs> habit strength applies to skill. You could call it skill strength. And the simple formula is habit strength is only as good as the process, the effort, the time and attention that has been put into forming the habit. Oh, and by the way, the habit factor is the only methodology ever that incorporates this. You're not going to find it in Q Routine Reward or any of those other uh, tiny habits, habit stacking, all of this, none of this, I should say, factors in habit strength. And I can't believe, and by the way, yes, I've done episodes, but I've never kind of gone down this diatribe where I'm just like, I don't know why I don't just hang this out there and explain to people the PAR methodology is designed from day one, 12 years ago, to increase habit strength. You can go find the YouTube video. That's probably seven years old. Why am I saying this over and over? <laughs> habit strength, damn it. This is really, really important. When you plan, act, record, reassess, it allows you to raise the bar. And you're like, what the hell does that mean? So let me give you an example. I want to become stronger. That is my goal. So I'm going to do push-ups three times a week. This is like straight out of the video. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm going to do 25 push-ups. And I'm going to track that one week after the next for four weeks. At the end of four weeks, I'm going to say, how did I do, Martin? How did you go on? How did it go on your tracking? Did you write comments? Did, were you 85% or above? And the answer is I was. So now I say, so, so I planned three times a week, 25 per day. I acted, right? I recorded, which is tracking plus notes, and then I reassessed. So four weeks later, here we are, 85%. I was 95%. And yes, this uses the rhythm of the week. Why is that important? Well, if I missed Wednesday... I can make it up on Thursday and I can still look and assess my week and see how I did. Was I three for three? The answer is yes. If I wasn't, that's okay. 
I move on to the next week. At the end of four weeks, I look at it and I say, was I 85% or better? If I was, I raised the bar. Habit strength, damn it. I raised the bar. So now it's 35 push-ups and I decide, do I do it three times a week or four times a week? And you know what? I'm going to go for four times a week. And what you will find with this precise uh, example is that at week two or three, you're already going to want to raise the bar. I would caution you not to because you're immediately going to be stronger. Just stay, finish the four weeks, build the routine because habit does not care about anything other than consistency over time. Not large bursts of energy. A lot of people are like, well, I want six checks today because I did 180 push-ups. It's irrelevant. It doesn't freaking matter. It's about habit strength, damn it. Habit strength, damn it. <laughs> I'm getting crazy here. So the next four weeks, I'm going four times a week for my push-ups. And, I've, and this is what you do on this free tracking sheet. You raise the bar. So now I have a brand new tracking sheet and I'm going four times a week for my push-ups. 35 is my minimum success criteria. So if I do 30 on a Thursday and that's my target day and my minimum success criteria was 35, do I get a check? The answer is no. Remember, it's binary. It's either yes, one. It's not an X. It's either a yes one or a zero, binary, one, zero. That's it. You don't get two ones. You don't get three ones. It's just a one and a zero. Did you do it? Did you hit the minimum success criteria? All right, a quick timeout. Occasionally, the question comes up, how, how can we support H2G? How can we support MG? And really the best way is, of course, to write a review, to subscribe, to share, and direct your friends and family, of course, to the habitfactor.com forward slash templates so they can get started on the process. The other thing to check out, two quick things. One is audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals. In theory, that gets you with your trial, the habit factor for free. Finally, if you go to automaticgoals.com, we are still running a ridiculous promotion where you get the two-day habits to goals mastery course, which by itself was selling $450. You get the audio book files and the digital book. Um, And there's even a Facebook group. And you can read all about it at automaticgoals.com. That will get you up to speed in a hurry. All right, let's get right back to this episode. See ya. So why am I talking about this? Because when you follow par, you build habit strength. Why am I talking about skill? You can use this system 
that develops habit strength for skills. How did <laughs> how did I learn how to kite surf? Is that a habit? Is it a skill? This is what I'm talking about. So behavioral scientists kind of tripping all over themselves trying to distinguish between the two. When the real epiphany is it's a naming issue. It's a nomenclature issue. It's, there's no real significant difference. I call these fraternal twins. Habit and skill, they reside in the, when they're fully formed. Remember, there are four levels of skill development and habit development, if you want, right? When we start, we are unconsciously incompetent. We don't know what we don't know. I've never even tried to play the piano, so I don't even know that I suck. Then I start to practice. And if you were following par, you'd be like, practice 15 minutes, three times a week. So I start practicing, and now I know that I suck. So I went from not knowing that I suck to the next rung on the ladder, knowing that I suck. So now I'm consciously incompetent. And then the next rung on the ladder is consciously competent. So now maybe in month three, I'm practicing for 30 minutes. I know how to play the piano. I have my scales. So now I'm consciously incompetent. Right? So <laughs> let me let me talk you through this here. I should have a diagram. Unconsciously incompetent. Don't know what I don't know. Then we move to uh consciously incompetent. And then it's conscious competence. That's level three. Consciously competent. So so now I'm I've been practicing for 3 months. I'm following par habit strength, damn it, right? And now in month 3, I know that I'm barely competent. I'm aware of it. So I went from not knowing that I sucked to knowing that I sucked to now I know that I'm basically competent. I know my scales. It's like if you were learning a language. Is a language a skill or a habit? It's both. Is playing piano a skill or a habit? It's both. Is riding a bike a skill or a habit? It's both. Because what happens is you move through these phases of learning as you follow par. Plan, act, record, reassess. And what you're doing is you're developing habit strength. So the final phase of learning here is unconscious competence. Does that sound familiar? It sure does. That's what habit is, right? When now you the maestro sits down at the piano and they're like, I've had thousands of hours and they're just closing their eyes and they're just ripping through the keyboard and they're playing beautiful music. They're not thinking, where's G? Where's D? Where's C? Where's my foot? It's just, it's effortless. By the way, this is why it's called Automatic Goals, our new program. 
because automaticity kicks in at level four. <laughs> Habit strength, damn it. So that's on a scale of one to eight, which is what habit strength is, one word, eight is the highest. That's fully automatic. There's a lot of visuals here you're not going to get. I'm probably going to turn this into a video. What's critically important is it, I don't care what the skill is, whether it's slacklining, I'm raising my hand, or kite surfing, I'm raising my hand, or surfing, or playing the piano, or singing, or name your skill, or name your habit, putting in the effort, devising a plan, plan, act, record, reassess. This has been the only methodology, and I'm so far outside behavioral science, which is why <laughs> there are some people, dare I say, who love me, and and a, probably a much larger majority that don't love me so much. But that's okay. This is why they call it out-of-the-box thinking. If I went through the proper channels, I probably wouldn't have been able um, to make some of these connections. I have been fortunate enough to make, and that's why the habit factor was born. So habit strength, damn it. I... Whatever it is you want to learn, Anna in our group, she's she's practicing her singing. She's in a band, and she's using PAR, Plan, Act, Record, Reassess, and using the app to refine her singing. So I just, the for me to kind of get this off my chest, <laughs> lucky you, is just that I've been talking about habit strength for 12 years. I've been talking about following par. People are, the interwebs are polluted with Q routine reward, which does nothing, absolutely nothing for a human who has intention and reflection, right? Intention, you plan, reflection right? You reassess. We have the ability to choose. Rats aren't choosing their habits. So the whole thing's a little silly. Um, and, and there are other models out there. I mean, the next thing I'm going to be dissecting is the whole, well, I don't even want to say it. I'm going to save that, but pretty exciting behavior uh, change model, I guess I just said it, behavior change model coming out that is uh, so simplified. It's like par. It's just going to shatter, <laughs> dare, dare I say, so many things that are already out there and published. Um, so I'm excited to share that. But but more than anything, the reason I'm talking about this is habit, strength, damn it. This is how you learn to drive. This is how you learn to... Now, you didn't plan. You didn't me methodically probably chart how many minutes you were practicing, but the truth is you practiced. And you went from unconscious uh, incompetence, right, to, to unconscious competence. Now you drive home and you're like, did I even drive? I don't remember driving. And that's because your mind was in a million places, uh, which is kind of scary, but it wasn't on the road.
So this is how you can intentionally cultivate any habit, any skill by following par. This is how you will develop habit strength. And, and more than anything, the reason I'm sharing this is, is it's critical for you to know it's not a guessing game. There's no guessing involved, which is what I felt like uh, for the first, I don't know, 20 years. Like, how do I do this? What do I do? How am I going to get better? There is a practical methodology you can follow that puts your time and attention where your intention is going to cultivate the skills and habits you need, which develops habit strength. That was that was the pen, not the mic, but it could be both. Um, so thank you, my friend. It's really important. If it's important to you, I should say, then it's really important. If it's not, I mean, 75% of the people uh, that are listening aren't going to go ahead and track their habits or their skills. I know this for a fact. It's probably more like 95%. But there are 5% of you that will, and that's why I do this. Um, so thank you, my friends. Stick around. Stay subscribed. Check out the YouTube channel. Just Google The Habit Factor uh, on YouTube. I think we got 100, subscri <laughs> 100 subscribers. Subscribe there, too. I want you to subscribe everywhere. Check out automaticgoals.com. That's probably your first order of business. The best value in the entire personal development world by far, hands down. And I back that with a 365-day guarantee. I practically give it away. You got to put a little skin in the game. You got a 365-day guarantee. All right. I love your show. Thank you very much, the five percenters out there. See ya. All right. That is going to wrap up this episode of H2G Habits to Goals. It is an honor and a privilege and a joy, of course, to have you along on the journey and share these ideas and, dare I call them, insights on occasion with you. You're Emails and messages are greatly appreciated, tremendously appreciated. I will just remind you what we tend to do is ask, <laughs> did you rate the show? Did you review it? So we love the messages and uh, ratings and reviews go hand in hand along with, of course, sharing the show with others. Finally, Maybe not finally. I want to remind you of a couple resources. You can get the Habit Factor uh, free on Audible if it's your first book. If you go to audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals, and that is the number two. Secondly, the Kindle version of the book is essentially free at three or four, maybe even five dollars. Um, and don't forget, if you're in the U.S., you can text the word habits, H-A-B-I-T-S, 23444. And lastly, there is a free habit tracker in terms of the app, the original habit tracker. It allows you to align habits to your goals, thus habits 
two goals. Just search the habit factor in either the Google Play Store or the Apple uh, App Store. That is it, my friends. Glad you're along for season eight. It's going to be, dare I say, the greatest one yet. All right. Thank you very, very much. 